0: Gavin McGinnis is MIA, missing in action, to a degree. Um, Owen Benjamin said that uh, he's been talking with him, which is nice to know that he's still alive. Um, and uh, I guess they're going to kind of... Uh, so he's he's on YouTube, but I haven't been able to find anything new um, where Gavin is... is Gavin is, um, putting out any new content. So, uh, I don't know if he's just taking a step back for a minute. I don't know much. And, uh, but I want to hear from him. He was on Alex Jones last week. So I guess it's really not too, too much of an MIA situation, but man, did he look disheveled? He'd look, he just looked defeated, you know? And, uh, it's sad to see. And certainly the left will probably take that as a victory, as they fucking take everything, even shit that isn't a victory. They'll fucking still take as as something along the lines. So, but um... this is—I mean—it's a—it's a moment in in time when it's it, it, it'll show his character. Is he going to shake it off and? Uh, and get up again walk forward or um you know is he going to stay down i really hope he gets up um i've been through the ringer numerous times you know i've been uh i went through a divorce in which it was um one of the worst, i can't say the absolute worst story i've ever heard <laughs> i've heard some some zingers in there but um it was certainly no fun, and uh, you know my my poor son. He gets the uh, he gets the brunt of that, and uh, I, I mean I was miserable to be if I'm being honest. You know I was miserable being be, being with her. We uh, we shouldn't have been together, and I say that with the caveat that uh, I'm happy and I would go through it again i happy, happy having gone through it, and I would go through it again just to have him. And I told her that, too, as we were going through the, the, some of the worst parts of it. So I would do anything to make sure that my son was always born. And, um, I mean, we were together for six years. The first two, you know, I'd, we, the first two we dated, the second two we were engaged, and then the, and then the last year and a half we were married technically if you got to go by the the divorce or the 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 marriage to the divorce it was two years so oddly enough two two and two but i broke up with her in the in while we were dating she wanted me back i went back broke up when we were engaged she wanted me back i went back and uh that's all because of daddy issues which i know now that i had and that didn't take some shrink telling me it was me sitting down having spent um the the majority of my life, being geographically alone, I, I don't just waste it. I sit and I think about things, and uh, I, I think about as many possible things as I can. think about the big questions, I think about the small ones. Um, it's like I, I said, I, th- I believe in the beginning of this podcast, not this episode, but this podcast, that I challenge you to, to think big. Think about the big questions. Anywho, and the big questions, you're going to know what they are. I mean, everybody can agree on some, some major ones, right? Like, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? And all that other shit. And it's all pretty simple. The meaning of life is love. What is love? Love is God. He is the source of all things love um, and good and truth. So there's other big ones in there. And only you're going to know what the big ones are to you. And that's not—that's not about relativity. I'm sorry. Reli- is it relativity? Not like the theory of relativity, but like what's relative, if that makes sense. So, um, it's not the my truth, your truth bullshit. It's truth, you know. That's—that's going to be where you're going to find the big questions, and then you're going to have big questions in your life. You know who loves me? Why do they love me? Who hates me? All that shit. So, um, I went through some serious shit. I was dealing with um, my wife, my ex-wife's boyfriend, who uh, I wanted—I actually wanted to murder. I wanted to kill this guy because of how bad he was. You know, fucking with me and fucking with my relationship with my son, who was only two at the time, and there was nothing I could do. I mean. The feeling of, of a lack of power, a powerlessness that you have when you're legally or by law not allowed to have your kid, I, it will gut you. And if it wasn't for the understanding that my son needed me, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be living. Um, and I know that because I know where I was. I'm stronger certainly because of it and I know that I would never kill myself and even then I have to question if I really would have and I'm not saying that that's a good excuse I'm not saying to ever kill yourself Um, by any means you always fight through it but not having any guidance not having um, certainly a a father figure to guide me um, to really take notice of what it was that I was going through. I mean, I was living with my dad and I didn't have it, you know. So I went through the fucking ringer hard to the point where, yeah, I was questioning do I want to live or die. And certainly the, the idea came into my head that uh, I'm, I'm it for my son. I'm all there is that's, that's good for him. Obviously, like my mom and that side were, were good, but without me my, wife, my ex-wife would have uh, taken over and my mother and, and that side of the family would have never seen him. She would have never let him. And I'm not trying to say this to shit on her, and I certainly hope that my son doesn't hear this and think that. Um, just the facts are that. So I knew um, if I wanted my son to be a good Catholic, I wanted him to be a good man, I wanted him to be good, that I needed to be there always, no matter what, and I needed to show him and be the example of him for, or for him, for what happens when you get your fucking, your legs taken out from underneath you. You fucking fight. And, uh, and I fought through it. And uh, I mean, I know what it's like to go through depression. Holy fuck. I know what it's like to, to feel like you're nothing. You are, you're lower than shit. Nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. I know what that feels like. And it wasn't just a moment that it felt like it. I mean, it, w- it felt like a fucking eternity. And I had to, I had to make myself understand what I wanted out of me. That I was worth something. And I had to build myself up. And that's what I would challenge for you. No matter what, you dictate who you are. You don't let anybody fucking tell you that. You dictate it. And when you find that power, buddy, it fucking... You can pick yourself back up. And you can fight through it. And, and you're still going to go through shit. Even after that, I've been through shit. I've been through some of the same fucking situations. Almost. Almost the same situations. And um, you start building up walls. You start getting a little stronger. A little bit more protective of what it is you do. Who you do it with. You know, things of that nature. So I just hope that Gavin does that. I mean, he's got a good family. Sounds like him and his wife are good. You know, it's, yeah, this shit is going to come down on him. Uh, Saying all of that, I just watched another fucking video of Joe Rogan. I'm really not liking this guy anymore. He is becoming such a cunt, such a fucking cuck. And I don't, I don't use that lightly because I don't, I don't like that term. I don't, I mean, and it's not because I'm, I'm triggered by it. It's because it's so overly used, and the, and the left uses it too now, and it's just, it's, it's annoying. But he is really cuckolding himself uh, to the left, and uh, he doesn't for this, for this guy that's supposed to be this intellectual part of the intellectual dark web. I don't know how he got a part of it. I really don't. When you listen to him talk, when you listen to him when he has Sam Harris on or when he has Ben Shapiro or, or um, Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever it may be, he is like a child. When you listen to him fucking interviewing these people, he doesn't, unless it's like a hard right guy like Ben Shapiro, um, he, he's kind of stupefied. He just sits there and is like a child and is being talked down to almost. Um, until he has somebody that he thinks he's smarter than like, uh, Steven Crowder, which is hilarious because he couldn't, he couldn't hold his own with Steven Crowder and, uh, Steven Crowder. It's this weird thing that actually Owen Benjamin will talk about where your friends and you don't want to hurt your friends feelings. And, but because Joe Rogan has allowed himself to be a part of the community out there in California. Uh, I don't want to say don't live there, but when you're around that much psychotic liberal leftist bullshit, you turn into Joe Rogan. No matter how manly you fucking are, it seems, unless you're Mark Dice, who seems to be, like, one of the few guys that can live out there and not fall prey to this shit. uh, Joe Rogan just, he he gets, he he lets himself be taken over by liberal leftist fucking uh, groupthink. And, um, and he was talking to this guy about Gavin and I mean, he was just saying all this stupid shit. They're not friends and, uh, him and, him and uh, Rogan and, and, uh, McGinnis, they're not friends because, and Joe Rogan doesn't know how to be a friend. I've said that before. He doesn't know what it is to be a friend, to give somebody the fucking benefit of the doubt. You know who he's friends with? Weed with marijuana. He will fucking defend that just like the time that he talked with Steven Crowder about it. And it was the most. Ridiculous way to go into wanting to argue with somebody because he just he said, "Hey, you know what is the one thing that you know you don't really care that much about, but you you take a stand on or whatever." And Stephen Crowder was like, "Well, I don't really care about it, but I guess weed, you know." It, you're feeling like he had to give him an answer, and then Joe Rogan goes into fucking ultra conservative religion mode because that's his religion is is weed. And the dude didn't even smoke it till he was older. I've been smoking it since I was 16. I don't give a shit about weed. I can fucking sit there and tell you, yeah, weed isn't is not the cure-all. It's not the end-all be-all. It's not the fucking best thing ever. Okay? Hemp is pretty cool. It's pretty good. It's it's a it's it makes good clothes, it makes rope, it, you know, there's all sorts of great benefits to hemp and and, and, the, and marijuana. There really is. But I'm not a burnout. I'm not a fucking. I'm not a pothead that thinks that weed is the greatest thing ever, and it's you know you got to fucking defend it like it's a religion. It's just it's so fucking annoying, you know, that that people fucking take that position, and then he'll fucking argue it, and it's like, dude, just let it go. It's not that big a deal. It really isn't. But uh, in this interview, he's having with whoever this fucking dude was. The guy called Gavin McGinnis the the hate speech guy, and and Rogan went along with it. Didn't even fucking correct him. He'll correct any right-winger that comes out and says anything wrong or that he thinks is wrong. And then went into, uh, the guy went into calling, and even Joe Rogan went into saying that uh, the Proud Boys got taken over by racists. Incorrect. Incorrect. The closest that any quote-unquote alt-right racist guy got was uh, Ryan Kessler with the fucking Unite the Right, in which Gavin McGinnis snuffed it out, got Ryan Kessler on his show, and shit all over him and said, we're not coming to your stupid fucking get-together. We know what you are, and uh, we don't want anything to do with you. Joe Rogan has no idea about any of that because he's he's got too much fame. And it's I don't want to say too much fame, but he's got apparently too much for Joe. Joe can't handle that shit. You know, watching him fucking try to father figure Brendan Schaub and talk him down and, and say that he wasn't a fighter. The only people that Brendan Schaub, and I, this is just a couple of the examples, the only people that Brendan Schaub really ever lost to were fucking title contenders. Guys do this all the time in, in MMA. And Rogan should have known better. God, I wish I could have been in that fucking room so I could have corrected him. Guys do this all the time. They've, they 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 get a good win streak. They show some skill, and then they start losing a couple. They have to switch their camps, and the next thing you know, they're fighting for the championship and getting getting wins. Um, God damn it, what's the guy's name? It's it's, it's right below Lightweight. Um, he lost it to Cruz, and then he came back, and he fought the tattooed guy a couple times and beat him both times. Damn it, I can't. It's, it's uh, the guy that, that left Faber's group. Anyway. Joe Rogan tried to be this father figure, and it was just so cringy watching him tell his own friend, you're not good enough. When Joe Rogan has never fought in a cage before, and he should have known better to tell him, like, yeah, just switch up camps, and you'll you'll probably be fine. Find somebody that you're better with. Never did. Brendan Schaub was a good fighter. He had knockout power. He had some pretty good skill. He just needed a coach to teach him to be better. But uh, Joe Rogan... Who's never fought in a fucking cage is going to be the one to tell him, "Oh, you can't." Why? Because he he knows jujitsu. Okay. So do the fucking uh, Diaz brothers. They know jujitsu really damn well. What? Because he fought taekwondo. Taekwondo's gay as fuck. I did it, and it doesn't work in fights. Trust me. I tried it a couple times, and I wasn't winning. <laughs> you got to change back to fucking dirty boxing taekwondo doesn't help shit you got to have them damn near knocked out in order to be able to fucking kick them and knock them out anyway not always but you know what i mean um so that fucking how we talk shit about eddie bravo these guys are supposed to be really good friends eddie bravo gave him the fucking uh 10th planet is it 10th planet jiu-jitsu gave him bla- a black belt there's a whole video of it of him giving them the black belt and shit And uh, Eddie Bravo considers him a friend. And then fucking Joe does it just like Alex Jones and shits all over Eddie Bravo. And I have to believe it's because of uh, the Eddie Bravo thing where he went on Alex Jones' show and he got some popularity there for a minute. I really like Eddie Bravo. I'm not shitting on him at all. I'm just thinking of where did this come from, why Joe Rogan would treat his friend in such a way. But he's just a, he goes with the flow. And that is not a friend that you want. You want a friend that's going to fucking give you the benefit of the doubt. You want a friend that's going to be in your corner and is going to fight for you. And Joe Rogan ain't that. He will shit all over you behind your back. On his show, too. It's so stupid. Um, so he does that to Eddie Bravo. Obviously, he did it with Alex Jones. Uh, he did it with Owen Benjamin. Right to Owen Benjamin's face. And Owen was like, I thought we were friends. You know? And that's why he didn't fucking argue him right then and there. So I can't wait for the day that somebody that goes on Joe Rogan show and just fucking cranks him up for this. But um, yeah, so they go into all that him and this this guest, and uh, it just just going it was almost like going after attacking uh, um, Gavin McGinnis, you know, and it was just like God, dude, like be a man, fucking stand up, have a backbone. Don't don't, don't be that fucking tree in the wind just blowing any which way the wind comes, you know, and I would challenge people not to be like that, so I'd like to see Gavin McGinnis get out hopefully soon and, uh, and, and stand up, you know, take a breather, I get it, but come back and, uh, and hit hard and don't don't shy away from it, it seemed like the last couple of podcasts or episodes that he had on Get Off My Lawn, um, he was just trying to get away from all of it and, uh, and just try to be funny and stuff. And it almost seemed, and I'm not shitting on him, I defend the dude, I think he's right. I, I I wish that he would have taken different steps, and I think he does too at this point, and I'm so happy to see a real friend like Alex Jones treat Gavin McGinnis the way that he did, which was constantly trying to lift him up on his show, constantly trying to tell him, do not give up, you fight, and I'll be there to help you out. That is a true fucking friend. Say all the shit you want about Alex Jones. He was right there fucking showing his true colors, showing you what a friend is, and trying to help out Gavin McGinnis. So uh, good on both those, both those guys, and uh, I hope Gavin McGinnis comes back. Um, Owen, and I know, I know about Michael Rappaport because of what he did with uh, Laura Ingram, where he, he went off on this, uh, right in the midst of like the, the Me Too movement, um, Uh, Michael, when she said she was talking about LeBron James told him to shut up and dribble which isn't a racist thing to say even though everybody took it that way here comes Michael Rappaport because he does something with sports he really likes basketball or whatever which is gay Um, and he went off on the most fucking sexist talked about her her uh, uh, cooch and all this other shit and you didn't hear anything from the left but now he went after Ariana Grande and, uh, and the whole left is losing their shit. So what does he do? What does he think? And it's probably his, uh, his manager told him, all right, go, go make the left happy by going after Al- or, uh, by going after Donald Trump. And so he makes this stupid fucking video about Donald Trump. and it's all the same talking points. It's calling him he called him an almond dick. Uh, these are the same points that Owen Benjamin was making because he broke it all down and he's absolutely right. And it should be something that kind of sticks out to you, like, what the fuck is this guy saying and doing? Anyway, um, so he goes after Donald Trump, and it's just like, who the fuck are you? Nobody really knows you. I've seen him, he was in a, a movie a long time ago with uh, Mike Epps, I believe it was, uh, about college, and he turned into this, this movie, it's it's funny that I'm talking about Ma- Michael Rappaport, and then I go to this movie, because this movie is, is kind of a big deal in the sense that, it, it was what the left was, was kind of getting their feelers out with and what they were doing. I mean, this was, what, 20, 20, yeah, about 20 years ago when this movie came out. And it was about a black guy going to college, a white girl who's also gay going to college, and then a white male going to college. And, of course, the white male turns racist. He gets a part of this KKK neo-Nazi group. He shaves his head. He starts wanting to have white power and white supremacy and all this shit, and then he becomes a school shooter. So it must have been right after um, Columbine. And uh, I'd have to look it up. I wonder if I can do that while I'm still on the on this with you. Let me see. Yep. Um. So anyway, uh, Mike Epps is the hero, and and the girl, she like is practicing around with being a lesbian being by, even though as Gavin McGinnis says, and he's absolutely right, the by thing goes away when everybody gets ugly, when everybody gets old and ugly. Let's see Michael Rappaport. Rappaport, American actor. Let's see his movies. What was that? Alicia's online film on Kim Kardashian. Yeah. He, uh, for the left to be so pro-woman, um, <laughs> they're kind of late coming into... Um, here, we'll go to IMDb. They're kind of late getting on to Michael Rappaport, just as I was saying about Laura Ingram. They're not going to say anything about that, but when it comes to like somebody who could be on the left, now, now that they're eating their own, they're going to eat it even further. Oh, shit, he was in True Romance. Um, he was also in... What was uh, justified, where I swear to God, like Timothy Oliphant was good, but, and most of the people in there were good. The one guy uh, Boyd, who played Boyd Crowder is uh, Goggins, something Goggins. Um, he's from Alabama. So they have like, they have Southern accents that you can believe. Michael Rappaport's, I think in the last or the second to last season, he's from the, I think he's from the Bronx. He's from New York City and <laughs> trying to get this douchebag. To carry on, I mean, it was just like every stereotype that you could make of a southern person, even the accent, the shitty ass accent that he had, um, it just ruined it. He was fucking horrible. Uh, I'll know it when I see it. Sorry, I'm looking through these movies to see which one it was. Rappaport's so fucking gay. He's in blackish. Justified, there's that. He, the Heat. Um, should have been Romeo, Inside Out. No, no, no. He's been in a lot of shit, all filmography. There we go. Let's go back to the 90s. Actor. He's been in 113 things. 2012. Watch it be back in... 2020. What's it called? Happened. Oh, that's right. He was like Phoebe something. He was Gary on the on Friends. I know this is not not super entertaining, but we'll get there. Little town. Oh, so this would have been if I'm gonna find it down here. It's gonna have been before Columbine. A little conspiracy theory in there. True romance. Ninety three was it? it? Wasn't poetic justice. Zebrahead? No, couldn't have been. I remember this fucking movie. I remember watching it. Man, God you no. Know, higher Learning, 1995. Higher Learning, was it Mike Epps? And click on this motherfucker. Oh, um, Buster Rhymes was in it too. Omar Epps, Mike Epps, who's that? Omar Epps was in it, and then oh, it was Christy Swanson. Yes, that's right. She was the lesbian chick who's, she's now like an ultra conservative. Um, That's right. Ice Cube was in it. Fucking Jason Wiles. He was in a a show called uh, Third Watch, which was awesome until they got rid of it. Cole Hauser. You have to see who he is. I think he's turned pretty conservative too. Um, He was like the leader of the, the racist gang or whatever. So that was really getting their feelings out. I'm sorry, they're feelers out um, in that movie. But, um, yeah, so now they're kind of attacking him um, right now because of the whole Ariana Grande thing. So then what is the one thing that they do? They pivot over to, let's attack Donald Trump and show my, show my, my uh, loyalty to the left. But he's not, and this is the pussification. It's like you're, you're, beca- you're showing how much of a pussy you are by, by bending down... And yeah, that's what Owen Benjamin says. He says, bending bending the knee. And he's doing that. He's bending the knee. He's, he's fucking bowing down to the left. Even though he probably isn't. You know, but he wants to work, so. And here's another thing. Because uh, there, uh, there's an argument out right now, and in fact, the FBI FBI records just came out to show that this wasn't true. They were saying that white terrorism, and I know it because Cenk from the Young Turks was trying to prop this shit out or uh, push this shit out was that white male terrorism was, was leading the charge. It was the, it was, it was more, there was more white male terrorism in the United States or in the West. uh, No, in the, in the United States than anything else. One, it's untrue because the FBI just came out and it showed that that wasn't the case. But two, even if it was, you have to understand something. Numbers by the numbers it's not going to be that way, it's not, at least in the sense of like terrorism, because there's no unison within these, these white attacks. And they're talking more about the, the shootings by, by white men. And what's so ridiculous about this notion is that they include the shooter in Las Vegas. Who was he shooting at? Was he shooting at blacks and minorities? No, he was shooting at conservative uh, white um, country music listeners who are primarily conservative even though the the I shouldn't say the vast majority but a large portion of country music stars are actually democrat most people don't know that having come from the south yeah there's a lot of democrats down there why because the democrat party has always been racist they're the ones that came up with the kkk there was no switch that is a load of shit anytime somebody asks you ask them for who switched ask them for the list it will automatically deteriorate that whole argument. And they'll say, oh, it was over an amount of time. We're talking from the 60s until the 90s. The early 90s is when the left really started harping on the idea that the Republicans were racist. So ask for that that list within that 30-year time frame between the 60s and the 90s. Ask who switched. And it cannot be less less than five. And that's giving him five. Because every year, every election, there's, there's people that switch. It's a, it's a grandstanding thing that they do. Oh, I don't like this person, so I've never voted Democrat before. I'm going to switch to Democrat. It, you'll hear it every year. You heard it with Donald Trump. You heard it with Obama. You heard it with fucking Mitt Romney. You heard it with everybody. Every single election cycle that I have been paying attention to, there is always people that grandstand and they switch. Okay? and it's not an entire fucking party. Their whole premise is that it was the entire party. It's not. Anyway. So there is predictably predictably always going to be a or at least there should be a higher number of white terrorist attacks if anybody is going to do terrorist attacks. The thing is, there isn't. The FBI's numbers came out for 2017, for 2016, for 2015. Each year, it's not the case. There is not an overwhelming you know, majority of, of terrorist attacks being done by white males. There isn't. Um, but there, let's see here. Oh, however, it's also when... So that's just by the numbers. There's a larger... We the, the whites make up at least 65% of the population. That's why if you go by the numbers, then there should be... Uh, predictably, a higher percentage of white males, because males are more um, aggressive, there should be a, a higher number of white guys doing these terroristic activities. However, there isn't. Are there some? Yes. But when that happens, you got to ask okay, well, who, you got to go further. You can't just take it for face value. Who's doing it? Antifa. 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 Are behind that, let me also ask you this, or let me point this out, I should say. When it comes to terrorist activities or school shootings or mass shootings, are any of these guys Christian? No, are any of these guys uh, do they come from?